With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Recorded live. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm sitting here laughing because y'all are crazy. Um, but nevertheless, welcome no, everybody to... Talk to you live um, with myself, uh, Apostle Apostle Grant of Judah uh, Ministries International or Judah Inter- Judah International. I don't know which one you changed. It to. I don't know which one of those. Judah, 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 Judah. So is it like a, like a one name basis now? Like kind of like Sunny or Cher or Sting, <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, we'll just take Judah. But anyway, welcome everybody uh, tonight. Um, before we get started, before I even say a word, I want to, as always, open up in prayer. Uh, really don't believe in, I, I like to joke, I like to play, but I really don't believe in doing anything and saying that we're doing it for the Lord without opening up in first uh, prayer to him. So let's go to the Lord in prayer, in prayer real quick. Father, as we come before you today, as always, Lord, I never ask you or make a request known before you without first saying thank you. So, Father, on this evening, I want to thank you for everything that you've done, for the fact that I get to hear my sisters and hear my brothers tonight on this line. I got to hear them laughing, oh, God. And you know that every day has not been an easy day for them. So be able to, being able to hear them have joy and be able to smile and talk about it and laugh about it, God, is a good thing. Father, on this night, I pray that you will bless your people. Keep them. Wrap your arms around them. Oh, God, lead us as we go forth tonight, even on this live show. Father, touch Apostle Grant. May she speak, oh, God, your words. Touch myself. May I speak your words. Father, may we never mislead your people. And for any person that we have ever misled, oh, God, may you judge us for it. Father, keep us accountable. Father, on this night, we want to say thank you. I want you to know that we love you and that we appreciate everything that you've done in our life. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. Um. Tonight's topic, y'all. Tonight's topic. I'm sure everybody has seen the, the, the posts or whatever, the commercials and the things that's in the inboxes, so on and so forth. But uh, tonight's topic simply is called How Far is Too Far? How Far is Too Far? All right? So what, let me kind of give you guys a, a brief little rundown about this. The, the reason we came up with this is because in different religions or in different relationships and different marriages and different dating scenes and cycles, um, some people have a line that's just they don't want cross. They got a line that they don't want cross. I got a certain area, a boundary, I really don't want my wife to cross, and I'm sure she got one that she don't want me to cross. And so we were thinking about this topic, and we're like, okay, well, just because you don't want it cross, does it technically mean that that person has done you a wrong or has done you a disservice? Or have they even sinned by crossing that specific line that you have? I mean, maybe what your standards are are not their standards. Maybe what you were raised on is not what they were raised on. And so the things that they do around you or to you uh, bothers you in some, some shape, way, form, or fashion. And so we thought it would be an interesting topic to kind of find out how far is too far for some of the people of God? How far is too far in my relationship? How far is too far in my church? You know, what, for me, what's, what's too far that my pastor might say? And I'm like, okay, wait a second. You know, that, that didn't fit right. That don't sound right. So we're talking about that today, and if I may um, – I got my, my host, the host of, of, of the show on Talk Show Live, is uh, none other than Apostle 
Nicole best friend. I can't introduce you the way that, that my sister Shy does it because she's like a professional. But at the end of the day, um, you know, sis, my question to you is, is simply this. You have been uh, in relationships throughout your life. Um, and so I'm curious. I'm curious. For you personally, what is some lines that you just did not like crossed by the men that you dated or the men that you've been with? My answer is kind of twofold. Um, wait, 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 wait. So let me prepare the people because you're going to get one that's really, really, you're about to get one that's really, really religious, and then you're going to get one that's really, really the regular Apostle Nicole Grant. So let me prepare the people. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> one is going to be real ratchet, and one is going to be holy and sanctified. Hallelujah. No, seriously. <laughs> On the sage note, um, now that uh, I got to, okay, let me back up. When I was looking for love in all the wrong places, I don't know that I had very many standards, um, and they were in, in in the standards I did have when when I didn't know what to look for or how I should be treated were really not good standards because you just couldn't disrespect me. My name is Nicole, and that's what you call me. I'm not a garden tool, and I'm not a four-letter word. You don't call me out my name. Um, so I've always had those kind of standards, but now that I, I'm in a relationship with with the father, and I know what love is thanks to you, uh huh, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what perfected love looks like thanks to you. Um, now that I know what I'm looking for, my standard is a little different. Now that I know my worth, um, and I can't get too much into that because that's tomorrow night, but. Um, now that I know my words, my standards have changed. Now, if you don't look like my father, you can be. We can be cool, and I help you get there. But it ain't going no further than that. If you don't sound like my father, it, it, and see, some people on this line will probably chime in and say, "Apostle Grant just wants something perfect. She looking for some perfect dude, and no, I'm not. But you got to sound like my dad. You can't love me unless you have my daddy in you. So at the same time, my standards now have changed. Now. You asked the question when you first opened this up, and you said, well, is it a sin, or have I done some injustice to you? I'll come back now. I'm about to tell your metro doing it again. Come on back for us. You can't hear me? I got you now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, You asked the question earlier on in the call and said on the show, and said, "Um, am I doing an injustice to you? Well, let me say this. If you tell me uh, in a relationship, this is not what I like, I don't like to do that, don't do this, don't do that, it's not really a sin, but to me it's a form of disrespect if I cross that line because I already know it's not something you like. I already know it's not something um, you enjoy. So why would I do it? Hmm. So when you, when you say, go ahead. I was going to let the people know if anybody has anything that they want to chime in on. For those of you who have been here before, you guys know how to get in the queue. But for those of you who have not been here before, uh, star eight. Star 8 on your phone will put you in queue. We'll see you, and we'll get you online with us uh, if you have a comment or a question or anything like that. So I just want to throw that out there. Go ahead, Apostle. Okay, so for me, it's a matter of disrespect. Now, there are some things that are against the word of God that you shouldn't be doing, but it's still a matter of disrespect. You're disrespecting me if I ask you to stop doing something, and you're just going to keep doing it. You have no respect for me. Is, is disrespect to you, and this is just you, personal question, is disrespect to you uh, a reason for you to walk away from somebody or a reason for you to divorce somebody 
in your own personal opinion. Divorce, I, I, I'm not going to go that far because the Bible gives me guidelines for divorce and give me in trouble. But if, I, if I'm dating you or I'm in a relationship with you or I'm getting to know you, um, yeah, if you can't respect me, why would I continue to subject myself to that? I'm not going to disrespect you. And if you want to be with me, then you're not going to disrespect me. If I care about you, I'm not going to disrespect you. So, I mean, but what about the people who play the game? For example, I'm sure there's ladies on this line just as well as there's men who have gotten in relationships with people who, you know, in the beginning they looked great. You know, they were, they was awesome. They were amazing. You couldn't even find a flaw if you wanted to. And, um, you know, once you got married to them, it's like a whole other side of that person. You know, so now you're in a relationship where you're always disrespected. This person, you don't feel loved. You feel like they keep crossing your boundaries and your lines, your guidelines. Now what? Oh, you can't answer me that. Because <laughs> I don't know if my answer is going to be biblically correct. <laughs> I mean, but that's what we, I mean, we, we have to be biblically correct on, you know, uh, Judah. When we, we got to, I think you guys have a, a uh, uh, what is it? What is you got, co- got coming up this weekend? The revival? Uh, yep. the yeah. You know, you know, if it's a Judah revival, I expect you to be biblically correct because if you teach us something in that revival that's against the Lord now, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? You know, if we on Holy of Holies, that's something. But we don't talk to you live. This is us speaking to the people about topics that we can't discuss in the regular church because, I want to I can, you know. If you give me that leeway, I'm out of there. Oh, no, no, no. You're not going to keep disrespecting me. Deuces. Okay, so you would you would just That's say this is done and over. I know I might not be biblically correct, but you're no, not, you're not to... biblically correct. I mean, we know this, <laughs> right? But but I'm not but going you to. Saying, I'm leaving. You know, understand now. I, there 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 comes sometimes when something has to give. You're not going to continue to disrespect me. That's just not going to happen. Okay. I'm not going to continue okay. to myself to that now. I mean, biblically speaking, yeah, I'm going to try to do everything we need to do to get some help. I'm, I'm a, Everything we need to do to get some help, I'm going to try. But that does so come now, now you would fight? Yeah, I would now. Now. That's what I said. The, the, the person that I now and the person that I was just six months ago and the person that I was four or five years ago, completely different people. Right. Because, you know, there was at one point where I didn't know my own self-worth. So I accepted what came my way. I just wanted to be loved at the end of the day. So call me what you want. Sleep with whoever you want with. As long as you're with me, I don't care. But I was disrespecting myself then. I mean, but... I, 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 and <laughs> Lord, help me. Okay. <laughs> there... Don't laugh at me. But honestly, I have... I got family members like that. You know, if I can be honest, I got family members like that that and, and that are, you know, cousins and nieces, you know, whatever the case may be, that feel as though, like, how you felt. You know, hey, as long as you're with me, you know, we good. Um, so do you feel as though that majority of, I don't want to say just women, because I think men do this as well, but men mm-hmm. are so kind of egotistical and prideful that we don't like to admit it. But mm-hmm. do you feel as though, you know, a lot of times men and women, we will – lower our standards and put down our level of respect that we should have for ourselves just to be with that, that specific person? I can speak for myself, yeah. I, can, I, I, I can't speak for all women, 
But the majority of the females I know, plus myself, yeah, we lower our standards when we don't think we can do any better. We lower our standards when we don't know our worth. I keep going back to that. When we don't understand who we are, when we really don't understand that Yahweh is our father and, and we're his daughter, and, yeah, when we don't really understand that, then, yeah, we lower our standards. And men do it, too. You're right. Accept some things that on the norm you just would not cross that line and accept. Right. So, you know, I mean, I do have some physical standards depending in relationships. I do have some standards that is my standards. You know, uh, I think I've said it before. I'm not going to be on the phone past 1 o'clock in the morning with no man. not going to do it. <laughs> we're not praying. We, I'm just gonna, we don't talk true live, y'all. This, hey, I'm keeping it real. We, have, we may start our praying, but, but, but the softer your voice gets, oh, baby, you sound sexy. What you got on? Oh, what you got on? What you doing? Come on now. We keeping it 100. I'm not going to be on the phone with you guys for Thursday night. And you might as well be like, let's be honest. And this is one thing I do tell people. I say, look, first and foremost, I do take the calls from, from women in my ministry that will call and say, hey, Pastor, I, I need a hand. Now, ma- majority, I, I, true, but I'm saying majority of, of the ladies in this ministry will first say, you know what, can I, can I talk to First Lady? Or they will text her and say, I nearly need advice. Can I talk to your husband? And she was like, yeah, she'll give the go-ahead. But my thing is, for the, what I've learned is that, first and foremost, if you're calling me, and you're calling me to pray at 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're not even a part of this ministry. You're not a part of Judah. You're not anything like that. You're calling me to pray at 1 o'clock in the morning. Where's your husband? Where's your pastor? Where's your people? You know, why are you, why are you calling me at this time in the morning? It just it don't sound right. It don't look right. I'm a married man. You know, so for me, that's one of my lines. You know, I don't mind talking to anybody at any time of the day, and I think everybody in my ministry or in Judah would know that. But at the same token, one of my lines are, if you're going to call me, respect my wife. You know, respect the fact that I am, yes, I might be a pastor, but I also have a family. And, you know, my wife might be laying next to me trying to watch a movie or something, and she's like, why is this, why is my, you know, when we don't talk to you, she's going to say, why is this fool on the phone with another woman at 1.30 in the morning? Mm-hmm. That's going to be no, a question. You know, and, and I, you know I, don't, I don't condone in violence, but she might roll over and hit me a couple times or something. I don't feel like being hit. I don't, <laughs> I don't take too kindly to that. But, um. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of mine, but I, I guess, and I want to get people's input on this. That's um, not I got a question for the callers. Okay, go ahead. I want to know from our callers, what's too much for you? And, no, 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 let me back up. I want to know first, why do we? Why do you, because I'm sure everybody on this line, if you all would just keep it 100, and if you don't, that's fine too, but I know the truth. But you keep it 100. We've all been in some places we shouldn't have been. Because we love our standards. I want to know why you did it and how you changed it, or are you still doing it? Ooh, that's, that's going to take some real honesty. To, uh, yeah, I'm still in it. Um, well, right. and if you're still in it, I'm asking so that we can help you, not to put you on blast. I mean, I'm, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I would think that they know that. But star eight, if you, if you have a comment or a question concerning what Apostle Brand just asked, well, the topic of tonight is how far is too far? How far is too far? What are your what are your lines in the sand? Uh, not just for a relationship, but for for church, for just anything. What are your lines in the sand? You know, what's too far for you? And you so, put it that way. I done took some stuff in some churches. I done been in meetings uh, with my parents, and they cussed me out. Queen cussed me out. We ministers, we sitting around the table, and our bishop is literally. And I say cussing. I say I don't mean he acting like no. This man was cussing. 
cuss the queen out. Now, at first, because, you know, I'm thinking, oh, you got to, I mean, I'm new to salvation. So I'm like, okay, you got to respect your leader. But after a while, I was like, dude, uh, hold him up. You're not going to keep talking to me like that. You know, I think, and, and even, but see, even me, I'm guilty of sometimes being misunderstood the way I come across. So I can admit that, you know, but I ain't finna just Wait, push out. Are you guilty or are you misunderstood? Those are two different things. So which one is it? What you say? I said those are two different things. So are you actually guilty or are you just misunderstood about how you come across? Which one is it? Well, my ministry that I'm on this line will tell you I'm guilty. I say I'm misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> so it's through the eyes of the beholder on, on which way it goes. Fire, you're not going to get in trouble. I just believe that sometimes the way I come up, okay, you know what, I'm going to put this one on blast, me and Lady Danielle. Me and Lady Danielle will be heads all day long. Why? Because we're text and we're inbox. And instead of not knowing that the other one ain't coming to each other, we'd be like, oh, my God, why is she coming to me? And then next thing you know, we're going at it when that ain't even how the other one made it. So, you know, and I know she on here, so you might as well chime in and say something, girl. But, <laughs> you know, on the real, I can honestly say, now, sometimes I have been guilty. But a lot of not being guilty when I was guilty was what I had been taught. I had been taught dictatorship. And but that ain't control, let them tell it. So now okay. Go I ahead. put it out there and it happens, what happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about it, it's not about control anymore. You understand? I was never trying to control you, but didn't even know I had borderline crossed over into that, if that makes sense. It does. It does. It, it makes a lot of, let's get it. We got our first caller tonight. We're gonna get him out. I believe you, you you called out, right? You called out there. I mean, so. I want her to say something. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Well let's get on here with us. Let's get on here with us. Sis, sis, sis. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, Daniel. You on here. My bad. Listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> yes. Listen here. Yeah. No, we do bump heads, um, and and we know the reason why. But we bump heads a lot, a lot. So when she tell y'all this, she is not, you know, sitting here trying to fan the phone. She is not sitting here exaggerating. We literally bump heads. I mean, and we've gotten to the point, like we were talking about the other day, we've gotten to the point of when it come across wrong, to the other person we'll text or be like, well, I think I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> so oftentimes it's not what you say. It's the perspective mm-hmm. that you put it in. It's the words that you put it in that can come across making that person that said it look guilty. Um, So it works, I guess, kind of both ways unless you deliberately try to um, – right you know, snap or spaz or whatever you want to call it on people, um, it can work both ways. So, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I I go to bat for her. Sometimes she is misunderstood. <laughs> sometimes she is misunderstood. Um, but, yeah, it, it can work both ways since she's always chiming in. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. So, Pastor Jay, what's your thought? What's my thoughts on what? What you guys just said? No, just the whole concept of 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 
crossing that line? Is it is it is it is it wrong? Okay, let me go here. Let me ask you this: Is it, it would you suggest for someone to stay in something where they're consistently being disrespected? Ooh, you know what that that <laughs> man. I, okay, everybody knows one thing about me. One thing about me is I am really an advocate for marriages. I am an advocate for relationships. If you are in one, my job is to try to keep you there. Make sure it works out, and, and let's get through it. You know, it's going to be hard times, ups and downs in every relationship, but I want them to make it. But there has been times where I have prayed for a sister or prayed for a brother, and even the Lord himself says it's because they're with somebody I did not put them with. Okay. How can two walk together unless they agree? And so now <laughs> my job is, right, and if you ain't agreeing, you got to go. But, um, but if, if now my job changes. Now my job goes from trying to keep you guys together and making it work um, not not marriage, but relationship, but just dating wise, relationship wise, to trying to let you know, you know, you ever look at this person and say, you know what? Have, did you even pray about this person? You just you took somebody in your life. They crossing every boundary, every line, disrespecting you, every every uh, step you take. Um, you know, not not really cherishing your heart the way that you feel that they should, and not even trying this, not even taking steps in the right direction ever. They don't even they've done nothing. And I'm sitting here looking at this woman and looking at this man like, how silly can you be to be sitting here thinking that the Lord would give you somebody who literally in no shape, way, form, or fashion has ever shown any type of love for you for real? How, how silly can you be? You know? So there, there has been some days, some people that are in relationships that I have dropped that type of knowledge on, and then there has been some married people who I've said, you know what, uh, I had to ask somebody, I had to ask a couple people this, you know, uh, uh, if your father was here. Would your father condone of the way that this man is treating you? You know, not mm. your earthly father, but God himself. If, yeah, if your earthly yeah. father was here, would he say, oh, thank you, man that's married to my daughter. Thank you for treating her the way you're treating her. If your own physical father wouldn't be happy with it, what makes you think that the Lord himself would be happy? Now, does that technically mean you have, you have grounds for divorce? No. But if this man or that woman is cheating on you, crossing a line that is sacred, that is a covenant in marriage, and they crossing that line, you have all rights at that point to say, I'm done. Because even the Lord himself, when Israel began to worship other gods and get in the bed with other gods, what did God do? All right, I'm done with y'all. Y'all go over there. We finished. He divorced us. So okay. at the end okay. of the day, you know, you have that right if that line is crossed. But what about, I think our job. What about verbal abuse? Sure. What about verbal? What if, what if he never puts his hands on me? What if he's not cheating, but... He's verbally abusing me every day of my marriage. I'm crying because I'm being verbally abused. Not what? This is one of those. This is one of those shows where I have to be. This is talk to you, okay? We not on Holy Holy. We not on Judah. And we we see right. call up. We, we be, to you we're keeping it second. real. Right. So, uh, my my mother um, has been through some of those those moments that you're talking about. Wait, um, time out. Somebody said what? they're trying to chime in and they can't. So. Tell them how to what? do it. Somebody just inbox. Look, we, we, everybody's up in Holy of Holies inbox. They know how to got. Look at Sister Allie. She on it already. Um, <laughs> so um, let me, let me, I don't know which one is Charvette. I don't even know which one is her. But uh, <laughs> Star, uh, what is it? Star 8? Star 9? Yeah, is just it? Star, star 8. Not Pound, not the tic-tac-toe, but, the, you know, the asterisk. Star um, eight, so, right, right. right. Okay. Star eight. There go you go. I think we got it. I think we got it. Yay, um, callers. 
So, but I mean, what do you I'm do? Just, what do you tell them then? Like I said, if I'm crying every day to you and I'm being verbally abused, no, he's not hitting me. No, he hasn't cheated. But every day he's verbally abusing me. What do I do? And that's what, you know, my mother My mother goes through that. Uh, she has gone through it, still goes through it to this day, she'll tell you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, has not been able to live down mistakes. And, and I think that's one of the big things in relationships, in marriages, in the church. Let's be for mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. You've been to church mm-hmm. before, made a mistake, go to the altar, go repent, and your pastor looking at you differently for the rest of the whole year. Oh, definitely, you know, and, and yeah. So, um, you know, I, I feel as though verbal, verbal abuse is just as demonstrative. Because it as, hurts. Yeah, it's just as destructive as physical, just as destructive as spiritual, just as destructive as emotional and mental. I, I mm-hmm. personally feel like abuse is abuse. I, I, I'm going to talk for myself. I'm a man. I take pride in being a man. But at the end of the day, I took some verbal abuse at one point, even uh, uh, when I was in Arizona the first time. Since I went from 185 pounds to down to 130 because of depression. Wow. Wow. You know, wow. and so, and I felt like I couldn't say anything back. Why? Because this is my church. I, I, I don't feel like I could say nothing. You know, mm-hmm. so me personally, you know the ending result. I, eventually I had to have enough self-confidence, self-esteem, trust in God that even if I said enough is enough and I walk away, that God mm-hmm. was still going to keep me, you know. And so if you are in a position where you are constantly getting rung up every day, the Lord says we've sinned, me and you and everybody on this line. And mm-hmm. nobody on here can tell me that after you repented, God sat there and said you still worthless, you sinning worthless piece of scumbag, <laughs> dirt piece of trash, that didn't happen. And so my thing is, if God can forgive me, and God don't hold it over my head, and God don't keep throwing it at me, who are you? Who are you? And so me personally, I would tell anybody, if you're not in a marriage, if, if first off, if you're not married, you have all right to walk away, and I would. I'm not taking, verbal abuse is just as hurtful and just as painful and does just as much damage as physical abuse. And if you are with a woman or a man that is literally abusing you in that way, First and foremost, your first step should be let them know. That's your first step. Say something. Close mouth, don't get fed. But secondly, I mean. Hey, hold on. Time out. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out, co-host. You don't know you verbally abusing me and you calling me on my name every day? No, some people don't. because I got to tell you people, you're verbally abusing me. You have, you have you ever seen people who grew up in a home where they watch their mom and dad cut each other out all day long? Yeah, I okay. okay. So if I grew up that way. You know, now I get married, I think it's okay. I don't see nothing wrong with that. My parents last wow. they married doing this, so why can't I? Gotcha. Okay. You know so in other words, it's kind of a learn looking for hey, uh, uh, We're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get to the callers real quick before they have a heart attack. But let me go ahead and we're going to, I think this is Charvette. Let's go to Arizona. Let's see. All right. I think it's you, sis. Is that you? Oh, you might be on mute. Oh, I can't get you. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. All right. Well, we're going to go to the next. Are you back? Are you there? All right. We'll come back. We'll come back. We're going to go to the next caller. We're going to Illinois. Illinois, go ahead. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Um, I'm just going to say, uh, when it comes down to verbal abuse and somebody is saying something just to tear you down, we as women, 
a lot of women has taken that. But at what I'm this is a question actually. At what point do women the people only can say sometimes when a man get a punchline or an individual get a punchline, I'm not gonna even say a man, but when they get a punchline and they know that that punchline works, you don't think they'll keep using that punchline? So oh, yeah. in, in verbal abuse, when some, not saying that it feel good, because I think my mouth be just as sharp. And it's like, <laughs> ver- so it's like I feel like if you got this little punchline you think you finna use, if that's the best you can do, you better make sure that I, so is the man thinking, so is he. And I'm not saying <laughs> that you shouldn't say what you think, but sometimes you have to give the enemy a dose of their medicine in order for them to come up off of you. So if you're not, <laughs> definitely you're not going to hit me, but if you think you're going to keep coming with a good hook on your punchline, oh, I got a punchline for you. And once I get through, it's like, Women can build a man up so far and make them feel like they're the greatest thing to earth. And if the man decides that he just really thinking that he got these great punchlines, and when I say punchlines, I'm going off that verbal abuse, we can make a man also feel just as small. That's true. And I feel like uh, I've ran into a lot of women that, uh, yesterday I went to a baby shower and my friend she she was accustomed to verbal abuse and I think she thought I was just Captain Save her all the time. But I used to think when I leave, girl, he gonna go off on you. I used to tell her this, and I said, in order for you to overcome this, you gonna have to get some thick skin. I said, you ain't never thought of nothing crazy to say. I used to ask her, you never thought of nothing. When you let a man know you got a punchline, he'll think two or three times before he sees something else. <laughs> he he, he going to think. He going to think. It's a lot of men. That's, that's, um, it's internal with them. That's low self-esteem with them. And sometimes when they think they keep these punchlines with their mate or their woman, even a man that physically abused their women, I've seen for myself that it be an insecurity to them. They got a complex within themselves that it has them to be it's macho when they think they could do it, even if it's something that they picked up growing up, saw uh mother getting abused or father abusing their mother or a complex within themselves that they think that that's the route to go, and that makes them feel like ah incredible hulk, but when they run they don't deal with nothing but timid women. But if them timid, I've come across some timid women and they make boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband hate when I come around. But I love to go around because they get some thick skin. And I tell them, you better stick with it. And if he hits you, forget 911. Kill him and then call. No, I'm just kidding. That was just a joke. <laughs> but I'm just saying, those punchlines that they those punchlines that they use, you're going to have to, sometimes you have to play a fool to catch a fool, and sometimes you do have to play it, beat, beat them at their own game. And that mm-hmm. kind of like put an individual in a place, and they be wondering what else she going to say. And they kind of like run them off. It ain't that they'll stay away, but they'll think twice before they come back. I've, I've been there, done that, and I ain't going back. 
and when I got when I got a punchline, a whole bunch of them begin to come out, and then they couldn't take me no more. Lord help her. Uh, That's my sister. Uh, <laughs> That's my sister. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, too long for me to write music, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, but I think that's true. And I think she did say that, like, you know, we can build them up and tear them down. Yeah, um, we can. I'm going to try to find Sister Charvette on here because she wants, she wants to say something. But I, mean, I don't know which, I don't know which one is her. Huh? Right, I don't know which one is her. So I'm going to see which one is her. You said number I know one, which, You said it's who? Talk to the one in queue right now, and then. And then we'll track her down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Da, da, da. All right. Call you okay. online with Apostle Grant and myself. Go ahead. Hello, everybody. Hi, Apostle. Hey, Pastor Jay. <laughs> hey, thanks, Lord. I'm sure y'all know who this is. Bless the Lord. And um, <laughs> uh, uh, I was just listening to everything that was being said so far and it's like this particular subject hits home for me in a lot of areas and and even just stopping at the verbal abuse that uh apostle was talking about um when you've been verbally abused by just about everybody from family all the way into relationships and so-called friends and 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 everybody is just like you become accustomed to it, so you think it's okay. And and, and because you dealt with it for so long, my, my mom used to say all the time, hurting people hurt other people. And, and it's not something that's intentionally done, but because you've been hurt so long, you just got that automatic defense mode, that automatic attack mode, when the person who's really not trying to hurt you was trying to say something to help you, you don't know how to take it because you've been verbally abused. And verbal abuse can lead to every other kind of abuse. And personally, me, myself, and this is something I don't mind sharing, I've been abused in every way, from verbally to mentally to physically to sexually. Every form of abuse that you can think of, I've been there. I've been verbally abusive to other people. I've been physically abusive to other people. Never been arrested for it, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've Lord. hurt other people <laughs> in in ways. And and even though I haven't been physically arrested and put in a jail cell, God arrested me, and that's worse than being in jail. And and um, you know, I realized that the reason why I was so defensive against everybody and the reason why I was always on attack mode is because that's all I knew growing up. I've seen it happen with my mother. I've seen it happen with my sisters. I've gotten to whole fights with my sister's ex-husband, and I'm only five one, and he's like six feet tall. And I'm beating on him because he's beating on my sister. And that started from a verbal assault. I'm not going to, I don't care how they feel about me, but I'm not going to let you hurt my family. I'm not going to let you hurt my pastor. I'm not going to let you hurt my pastor's pastor. I'm not going to let you hurt anybody close to me, but I'll take all the abuse. And then when I take it all in, it's like I had nothing to dish it out at. So I started taking it out on myself. And then that's when self-destruction came in. Wow. And the suicidal attempts and all of that, the homicidal attempts, 
You know, when when you've been abused for so long and you have nowhere to put it, it's like you're putting something in a jar and you keep putting stuff in the jar and you keep putting stuff in the jar and you keep putting stuff in the jar and you get that jar filled all the way to the top and you put that lid on that jar and there's nowhere for that nothing to come out. Like the jar is so full, it's like there's no room. But when you finally open that top off that jar, everything just explodes right in front of your face. And you just have a big old mess. And I've been that jar so many times. I've taken on so much of everybody's stuff on top of my stuff. I, I stood in front of a gun. This is my mom's ex-husband, her second, third, I don't know, second or third husband, used to beat on her for nothing. They had a drug problem used to beat on her, and I was the oldest in the house, so I had to protect everybody, including my mom. He stuck a gun out and told me he was going to kill my mother. I stood in front of that gun, and he ain't pulled the trigger. And then when he tried to pull it, the gun got stuck. Then he tried to lunge around me, and everywhere he moved, I moved, because you're not going to take my mom. You're not going to do this to her another day. So me and my brothers and my sisters that was in the house, we locked my mother inside the room, and I went and called the police, and they came and got him and took him to jail. And it wasn't the end of it. But my mom also used to tell me, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll eventually do something about it. And you can't do the same thing expecting different results because it's not going to change. And if you want better, you got to do better. And if you knew better, you would do better. But if it's all that you know, then how can you do better? You ask somebody who's been through what you're going through, how did they get out of it? And then my last and final point is people will only say or do to you what you allow. Amen to that. If you, can, if you don't allow it, it can't, it can't sit in your spirit. It can't manifest in your spirit. You know, and like I, I was speaking on the, you know, this is not Judah, but I was speaking on the other line, on the line the other day, and I, I, I thought about that, and that brings me back to, you know, what, what I talked about. If God be for me, who can be against me? In my mind, it's like self-destruction is like the number one killer. You know, because you think something, then you act on that something that you thought about. You let that resonate in your head, and now you're thinking about it, and now you're doing it. That's just like if you know that your weakness is, oh, I'm going to speak for me. If I know that my weakness is cigarettes, every time I go to the store, I got to pass the counter where the cigarettes are to get to what I want to get to. If I want to get to the candy, it's right next to the cigarettes. I know doggone well I done been through this, that, and the other, and as bad as I want a cigarette, I'm going to look past the cigarettes. i got to have that mindset to say, I'm not going to damage myself any longer. I'm going to look past that. I can conquer this, and I can get over that. I don't have to run back to the familiar. I don't have to go back to what's comfortable. I, I, I mean, so, you know, we get afraid of change. We get afraid of something new, so we stick to the familiar. You know and what, so, Charlie, you said something that was, uh, not to interrupt you, but you said something right there that I think is, is key. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I got family that's been in abusive relationships, and I ask them all the time, why are you still there? Why are you still there? And, you know, honestly, the answer majority of the time is I don't, it's either I don't know 
or, you know, he's not that bad or she ain't like this. But you get you kind of get comfortable, like you just said. You kind of get comfortable in that abusive relationship, in that abusive situation, to the point where, honestly, sis, it don't even feel like abuse anymore because you don't got so used to it. You know, it's like it's a person regular. that finds their comfort. Yes, yes. It's, it's a like normal a that for you now because you've been in it so long. Now it's normal. Exactly. Just like brushing exactly. your teeth is normal. You brush your teeth. Exactly. I'm sure everybody on this line brush their teeth every day at least. I know at least three, four times a day because I got OCD. So um, that's the normal thing. Taking a bath, that's normal for some people. So, you know, abuse is normal to some people because it's been happening. I think I said that, you know, in the beginning. Because it's been happening so long, you become comfortable with it, and it's normal for you, so you don't know anything different. But, you know, you got to be willing to change because can't nobody be willing to change for you. That's true. They, you, they true. can want it for you all day long. Like, you know, I can work for my sister not to keep running back to her husband she's been married to for 2,000 years. I can want for myself to be out of this relationship or, or out of this situationship because it's not even always a relationship. It's just a situationship. You're just two people together being in a situation because don't neither one of y'all like each other. You don't love each other. You don't even belong together. You're just there tolerating each other until enough becomes enough. And enough shouldn't be the funeral. <laughs> enough shouldn't be you strung out on drugs and the other one in jail. Enough should be enough before it gets too far and it should stop. My line of my line is verbal abuse. If you're verbally abusing me, I know that you're capable of physically abusing me and I'm not going to let it happen anymore because I don't have to deal with it. And I don't have to tolerate it. And I'm not going to. I don't care who you are. Pastor, friend, relationship, situation, partner, whoever. Best friend, homegirl, baby daddy, anybody. You physically, you, you verbally assault me, I'm done with you. My children, you verbally come at me, it's going to be some consequences, repercussions. But uh, grown people, if you come at me crazy with your mouth, I'm cutting you off and we don't got nothing else to say to each other. That's all I got to say. I'm not going to take over the show because I'm sure many others want to talk. Thank y'all for listening. And, uh, yeah, I'm going back on beat. <laughs> What, what you, what, Apostle, what, what, you, what you got for us? What, 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 do you, what do you think? I mean, you heard Sister Allie, you heard Sister Shai. Charvette's been waiting patiently. Yes, she has. Yes, she has. Let's get her in. Let's get her real quick. Look at Apostle. Apostle, like, get Charvette on the line. Let's, let's find Charvette. I believe this is her. Is this you, sis? Sister Charvette, is this you? If you are mute, Charvette, take yourself out. I know last time she said you were asking her with her and she couldn't speak. Yeah. Are you on mute? Okay, there we go. There she go. There we go. We got you. Congratulations <laughs> to us. Yes, yes. I was waiting the whole show. <laughs> the whole show. <laughs> yes, yes. I just wanted to address, you know, some issues that you guys were speaking about. I mean, me personally, I have recently lived out a lot of the stuff that you guys are talking about. And I feel personally that any type of abuse is wrong. But emotional abuse, I think it's the worst when you're dealing with someone and you're being emotionally abused. It takes longer to heal. 
if you're getting physically abused, your broken bone may heal, stuff like that. But that stuff sometimes cuts deep. And then you tend to doubt yourself. And that's where the self-esteem and all that stuff tends to kick in. Me personally was in a marriage for 14 years and was never physically abused, but I was definitely mentally abused in every way possible. I dealt with a person that was black-hearted, had no emotion whatsoever. Um, no matter what type of effort I put into this situationship, it didn't change anything. And I think I tolerated as long as I did, and a lot of us women tolerate it as long as we do because we are hoping for change. You know, we see the good in people, you know, that may not ever be there, but we try to look past the flaws and look past the abuse, um, and we want to try to see the good in this person. We are hoping that this person would eventually change and love us for the person that we is, that we're trying to be, that we're trying to portray to be. You know, a lot of people aren't looking for love. A lot of people are looking for help. A lot of people are looking for a place to stay, um, stability, you know, and it's a lot of women out here that genuinely want to give love, and we get mistreated and we get overlooked and stepped on in the process, and a lot of the times, again, like a lot of us have said on the line tonight, we don't recognize our self-worth. We don't recognize what we're what we truly are in God's eyes for us to be able to put up with any type of behavior from anybody, whether it's in a marriage, in a friendship, or what have you. You know, we tend to let people treat us just like, you know, the sis prior to me said, that what we allow will continue until we recognize our own self-worth. People are going to treat us how they want to treat us. You know, a lot of people are looking out for self nowadays. They have no loyalty. You know, a lot of people are trustworthy. So whatever they can get and whatever they can do, by any means, they're willing to step on you to get there. And a lot of the times we have to look in the mirror, and I had to go through that process. I was literally tore down. I literally lost myself. I didn't believe in being loved. I didn't think I was even capable of being loved. I wasn't used to pain. I didn't know what abuse was. I'd never seen it. I came from a, a loving family, loving background, so I wasn't used to it. So that's not something that I knew and was familiar with. But what I was familiar with was trying to put my all into every situation, no matter what it was, until I had to look myself in the mirror and figure, you know, hey, I'm better than this. You know, I allowed this man to tear me down to where, like I said, I didn't believe in love. I didn't believe in, you know, I was pretty. Um, I turned to drugs. Um, I, I tried to cloud my judgment by not even thinking about what was going on. You know, I, I was depressed. I shut myself off from everybody. And all I wanted to do was try to please this man. You know, it took everything I had for me to realize that you can't change nobody that doesn't want to be changed. Amen. And not by love. You cannot beat a person into loving you. Any of that, a person is going to genuinely love you because it's in them. And I do believe that hurt people hurt people. I do truly believe that. You know, it is some people out there that they don't know anything but hurt. They don't know anything but pain. So how can they offer you anything different? And like Apostle Grant and Pastor Jay have preached, Several times, you know, if a person is not filled with God, if they're not 
in love with God first, how can they love you? And I didn't understand that up until recently. I didn't understand what that was all about up until recently. But you first have to love yourself. You have to love God. You have to love yourself. And then you'll be able to genuinely offer somebody else that love that we're all looking for. No one has to settle for being in any type of relationship with any type of abuse. A lot of us settle because, like Pastor Jay said earlier, because we're comfortable, men and women. Men and women. We settle into relationships. We're scared of change, and that was my problem. I feared change. I didn't know what to expect. I was with this man for 10 years. He's all I knew. So for me to step out on faith and believe that something greater and something better was out there for me, I didn't believe that. But how could I with all of the abuse I went through for years? But it took for me to hit rock bottom, I mean literally. When Pastor Jay met me, I was at the bottom. That song started from the bottom, now we're here. Now he's not stand today. Because I was definitely at rock bottom. But I did not love myself. I was definitely one of those uh, people pleaser. I wanted to please everybody around me, but I wasn't thinking about Charvette. I was sacrificing my own happiness but making sure everybody else was happy. But at the end of the day, when it came to who was making Charvette happy, I had no one to depend on as far as man goes. So it took for me to be able to get to the bottom and look up and say, at this point now, God, I need you. That became my best friend because that's all I had. I had nothing else. So it took for him to take everything that I was putting before him to show me these people are reliable. These people are not going to be there when you really, truly need them. Amen. And it took for me to have to go through what I went through for me to see that now. Now, how I was before, yeah, I would put everything, all the energy into trying to make a relationship work. Who I am now, I have a low tolerance. I know what I'm worth and I know what I have to offer. So if you're not coming at at me with something equal or more value than what I'm offering you, I don't have time for it. There's no need in wasting time. We don't have that much time left. So for us to be able to sit up and settle in relationships and take years away from our lives that we cannot get back is not the way to go. We have to be upfront and honest with ourselves first and lay it out on the table when we meet anybody, whether it be friends, whoever it is, relationships, what we expect and stand on that. Because, again, a person is only going to do what you allow them to do. And we had to, you know, a lot of us have to learn that the hard way. But sometimes, you know, lessons are a blessing in disguise. Because if we never went through those particular lessons, how will we be able to come back and tell somebody our experiences, our testimony, for us to be able to help somebody else along that's in that same situation? No woman has to be disrespected. No woman has to be belittled or feel beneath anyone in any relationship, and men too. I'm dealing with a, 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 in a, in a in a friendship right now that I have a guy that is, and this is my family on here, so I don't have any problem sharing it. You know, it's a friend of mine. Um, he's in a relationship with, a, with with somebody that me as a woman and what I went through, I don't feel like he's being appreciated. 
You know, he has, he's a good guy from what I see. You know, he's he's a really good guy, and he's dealing with a female that he, he does everything. He cooks, he deals with the kids, he has custody of his 15-year-old daughter. Um, he's taking on the responsibility of her children. Um, he cooks, he cleans, he do the yard, um, he pay bills, he take the kids to doctor's appointment, OBGYN, birth control, uh, grocery shopping, whatever. He do it all. But yet and still, you know, I see him, he have a woman in his life, supposedly a woman in his life, that I don't feel like he should have to play certain roles that he's doing. But he don't want to hear, you know, what I feel is best for him because he's comfortable. That's all he knows. He don't want to step out on faith and feel like, you know, it's something better for me out there. I have this at home. I know what she's all about. It's familiar. So why would I want to change this or, or step out and take a chance that something, you know, may not work out for me in the future? That's not a reason for you to sacrifice your happiness. And I can say that now because I've been there. I sacrificed my happiness for 40 years. I'm 40 years old right now, so I did it all my life. And now I'm at a point where I will not sacrifice my happiness for anyone because my happiness comes first. If I'm not happy, then we have a problem. I mean, but I'm not being selfish. (laughs) At some point we have to do that. Because a lot of people out there, they're takers. They will take, 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 take. So us as givers, we have to set some boundaries. We have to set some guidelines and just not let people take everything we have within us to where we're left with nothing. It's not worth it in the end. Wow. 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 You know, I, <laughs> I'm sitting here, and, and thank you, sis, for sharing that, because I'm like, I know it takes a lot to, to get – you know, you in front of a lot of people and you telling your story, but um, and I, I know we got one more call in queue, and I'm gonna get to it in a second. But um, I'm listening to, to everything. You, I don't know if you ever felt this way, where you listen to one of your members speak, and you kind of, I feel like, I, you know how y'all women, y'all get pregnant, and you be like, oh, you glowing, and I'm sitting here like, sometimes you question yourself, like, do my people even listen to me sometimes? And then I'm like listening to Charvette speak, and I'm like. She did listen to me. Like, she she has listened. And I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face, like, well done. You know, well done. So it's like your value is, is important, you know. But, uh, I mean, you, you heard, we heard from Shy, we heard from Allie, we heard from Charvette. Apostle, what you, what you feel? What you think? <laughs> Ooh, we, I want to be a touch of thug like my sister Allie. And the touch of, if I ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And a touch of, <laughs> it's one of them where I like all of what everybody said. But at the end of the day, a person, I hear everybody say, you know, enough is enough and you got to stop and you got to get out and da 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 But when you're in it and though you're comfortable in it, how do you get out? Because if that's something I'm comfortable in and I jump, from one, I'm finna jump into another anyway. That is true. That is true. I've watched people in my family do it. I've watched friends do it. They jump out of one abusive relationship and run into another. You might as well stay with him. You knew what cuckoo you had there. Now you got to find out what <laughs> nothing you done ran to. Oh, what goof and, you done got with. Right. You know, and so, like, like I said, people trip out on me. Because everybody say I'm hard on dudes, and I'm not. But I know what I'm worth now. 
You understand? I refuse to waste my time or my life again. I ref- I'm like to shut it. I refuse to sacrifice my happiness for you, dude. No, dude, we good. Not gonna do it. You know when you have uh, put me on front street again. I paid for divorces. I bought a dude a car. Wasn't trying to buy him a car, but it kind of ended up like that. Oh, I tried to stop you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, you did. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, you did. But, but what I'm saying is, because I didn't, I, I didn't love me enough. I perpetrated like I loved me, but I didn't love me. I didn't love me, you know, because I allowed this man, allowed, notice what I said, I allowed. I allowed him to do me that way because when I looked in the mirror, I said, I can't get nobody. Anybody going to ever want me. The type of brother I want, I ain't going to ever get. But now I love me, honey. <laughs> and I'm somebody's saver. I'm just not anybody's saver. And so because now I know that, you keep it moving. Ain't no settling here. But see, when we get like that, then people say you're cocky or you can see. No, I'm just real confident in who I am finally. But it does take a wake-up call, a wake-up call to get out of that. You know, we said how far... I forgot the name of this message now. <laughs> how far is too far? How far is too yeah. far? Yeah, how far is too far? It's too far when you're self-destructing. It's too far when you can't think straight. It's too far when you're putting money in his pocket and he's spending it on another one. Wow. It's too far when you're paying for divorces and he looks at you and says, I don't want to marry you no more. It's too far when you're paying for an abortion that ain't even yours. It's too far. Yeah, too far. Um, I was going to add to that, but I'm going to get to the caller because they've been, in, they've been waiting for a while. So we're going to go ahead and get this caller in, and then I'm going to ask you a question. I gotta, I, I'm curious about something, so I'm going to ask you after we get to this caller. Let's get them online with us. Go ahead. You're online with us live. Let's go. Okay, Um, I'm going back to... Sister Charvette, but I know where you before were going. I do that, uh, before that, um, I don't know if when people be going through, I can only talk about me, but when I go through something and I find myself saying, I'm tired, you know how you be saying, I'm tired, and that means mm-hmm. you're not tired. I'm only going to talk about me. When I was going through relationships and they were too far, they were, they were too far. And the only reason why I'm saying they were too far because I'm thinking back on some of them now. But I was saying I'm tired, but I will yet still keep going. Mm-hmm. It When you're in that relationship or whatever it is in life, we're not going to even say a relationship, but when you whatever it is in life and you find yourself saying you're tired, you're really not tired. That's mm-hmm. a crutch. It's a crutch. And that crutch begin to get loosened and breaking, and then mentally, I don't care, you can be the weakest of weakest, the lowest of lowest, but when enough become enough, I'm tired no longer come out your mouth. Action begin to take. That's it. And whether it's a, whether it's a, whether you want to do it or whether you don't, but mentally and physically and emotionally with anybody, enough when enough become enough, you react. 
You can be the weakest or the strongest. When enough become enough, it becomes show and tell. Your presentation begins to show itself. But back to, uh, I got a question for you two before you guys mute me. I heard Charmaine say, you two said a person, um, if they not saved, it's like they, a person that's not saved can be probably the most genuine person in the world. They may not even call on the Lord. They may not even say Jesus is Lord, but they can be the most genuine, genuinely person in the world. I'm talking about they wake up, good morning, buy breakfast, buy lunch, pay bills, have a giving heart, but they have a problem with saying that Jesus is Lord. And I'm saying that to say it's something about them particular people, and I'm saying that because I just came back from Mississippi, and I had I have an uncle like that. He has been probably the uncle you can call on in a time of need, and he's going to pull through for you. But you better not come talking to Jesus. He's the <laughs> uncle you can call on if anything go wrong and probably can give you the best advice in life. But don't come to him talking about he my savior. It's people out here that's like that that's just literally not going to make it in. So I don't judge the books by their cover. I literally opened them books and I literally told my uncle, it's not the kind of heart you have that's going to get you in. It's not the kind of heart. He fell twice and hurt his knee, and I used that as an example to him to let him know that those are warning signs. Due to the fact he allowed you to walk after you fell, they told you you had a blockage in your knee and your leg just went out. I said, that's the door, the Lord standing at the door and knock. Why did I say that? That struck a nerve in him. Yeah. If God, he said to me, if the Lord was who he said he was, why would he let me go through all that in my life? And then I went on further and said a couple of more things, struck so many nerves in his body to where he didn't want to lash out at me. But the way he looked at me was like, girl, if you wasn't my niece, I would tell you something. But when I tell you he offered to pay gas all the way there, all the way back, offered to buy food for everybody who rode, he has always, since I was a kid, had a genuine heart to the point where I struck his nerves so bad. I said, Unc, okay, I'm going to take that you're not a believer. I'm going to take that you say the Lord isn't real. I'm going to take that you say it's a, a Caucasian religion. I'm going to take all of that. But if you just so happen to believe that it ain't real, why don't you just go ahead and curse God and die? At that point, he said to me, no, I'm not going to do that just in case. He didn't say he, but that was enough for me to know. And every man, regardless of how kind and sweet they are, they need going to bow and they tongue going to confess whether it's too late 
or before they leave this earth. I don't judge a book by its cover. I got to read the book in order for me to judge the book. You have people out here who are straight demons, but they know who the Lord is. They know who he is. And it's like they have a tendency of coming subject to to the anointing of God. And some demons may try the anointing until they get checked. But that was that's what I wanted to say. That was the reason why I got in the queue, because I heard her say something about if they're not following Christ, they wouldn't know how to treat you. That's what she said. If they're not following Christ, they wouldn't know how to treat you. But so let me ask you true. this question then, Ali. Is it because uh, me and you have had discussions uh, a thousand times about everything from grass to clouds. Um, and so you said that's not true. But me and you have had a discussion a thousand times over, and you like, if, if a person knows the Lord, they know how to treat you. Would you agree with that yes, statement? absolutely. Okay. So if you find somebody that, for example, you know Nessie, Nessie, my godfather, good okay. man, good man. Nessie yeah. will walk around and tell you every day after, <laughs> any day of the day, it, it, it don't matter what day it is, Nessie will walk around and he will say, um, you know, he'll, he'll joke and say, I'm the devil. Ain't no God. He'll, he'll say that oh. all the time. Okay. okay. But if you ever said, and he ain't got to know you. If he, if you, if you, if I just said, "Hey, Ali, need a hand," he'd be like, "Here, write the check, give it to him." He That's has no I'm problem thinking. helping uh-huh. anybody. But okay. here's my thing: just because he has a good heart and good moral standard, good moral standing, if you, let's say, for example, you marry, uh, you marry Nessie, would he actually know how to treat you if he didn't have a relationship with with the Lord like that? Okay. Now I'm gonna take prime example where I am now. My husband ain't claiming Christ. It's like a a prick in his heart trying to get there. But he's learning me more than learning Christ. So it's like he's prowling on trying to treat me right instead of getting to know the Lord so it can come second nature to him, if I can say it like that. Okay. And so then my, my thing, my rebuttal would be not even a rebuttal. But my thing is, like I tell everybody, we know the word. The word says, you know, that the, uh, uh, the, the believing wife can sanctify the unbelieving husband. And sometimes, and sometimes through a child of the Lord, that other person who doesn't know the Lord can find God through them. Okay, okay I'll um, agree with that. One thing I know about your husband, and can't nobody tell me differently, the man has a concept of God in his heart, and God scares him. That that's scary. I, I would and, I wouldn't take that I wouldn't take that away from you. What I'm saying is, they not claiming it. It's not a claim, like you just said about Nessie. He'll claim that who he is, but that doesn't take away from the heart of him being able to give. No, it doesn't. But it also does take away from the fact that you got to remember Nessie has tried in two marriages and failed. Why? Because Nessie can't love the way that he needs. How can you love somebody without the God that says that I'm loved? I, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm being, um, whatever you just said, I would repeat, but I'm not because. No, no I don't want you to Okay, <laughs> right. So what I'm saying is I don't believe that I am, but it's because you're going through the steps of trying because of what I desire, not. Now, now we on that page. Okay, I see, now I see where you're going. You saying okay. at, at least the fact that at least you got somebody that's trying based off of, what Me. he's trying to do for you, yes, and he might find the Lord through that concept. But what about women who uh, uh, have a man that's not even trying, you know what I'm saying, not even even to please her? 
not trying to please God, not even trying to please that's, her. That's what I'm saying. Those are the people who have the demons, and they just choosing to not do. They just choosing not to do. You you can get with a person who's giving, free hearted, loving, caring. If you say rub my leg, they gonna rub your leg. If you rub my back, say rub my back. If you like if they like flowers, I'll buy flowers. If they say go to dinner, but they just have a problem with saying, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. That's what I'm saying. They have a problem in that area because of their kernel minds to do so what before, I some people go of what they see instead of a spiritual realm okay and that's true i think we talked about that on a on with us on apostles or on, on, on holy of holies i spoke about you know um the division what, what are you seeing but okay um I, my question to you and this is my final question i'm just curious because I want to know what what's your life? What's your life? What's, when is too far, too far? What what's too, when I'm I don't want to say tired. I don't want to say tired. When enough is enough. As long as as long as I'm saying I'm tired, I still got them gloves on. I still got them. I I still got enough. A little bit more breath. I'm only going off what I've done and I've experienced in my life. But it'd be one day. I don't know if you hear something like a loud sound or a pop, and I can go to sleep. And when I wake up one day, I say, I'm done. It just be just that easy. So that's when enough become enough for me. It don't matter how bad I've been dragged, pulled by the horse, the mule, mud, manure, everything that I'm going through. But one day, I always wake up and say, that's it. I wouldn't care the Pope from wrong can come and tell me, no, you got a little bit more fight. The You, I can use you because we value each other. But when this, you can tell me, Allie, no, you have a little bit, but when I'm done, I'm done. It, it Can't nobody but the Lord, and he have to come down from heaven and tell me. <laughs> Uh, no, you laughing, but I'm giving you the honest God truth. When I get done, I be done. And it be like, when I be saying I'm tired, I be giving a little bit more fight with it. I be giving, I, I, I have enough wind to keep moving. I be like, ooh, I could be drowned. I could be underwater and be about to pass out, but I still have enough fight. But when that fight is out, I give up. It's like the last breath. If I can use that as an example, I'd be so done. Okay. All right. All right. So, I mean, Ali said a lot in her state. This is, I think, Apostle, we might have found, like, struck gold with this one because I think this is something that a lot of people are going through, have gone through, or are dealing with currently. Um, because I think this is the most that I've ever heard the people speak. Like, like and actually have like okay this is like personal you can hear it in their voices like this is this is personal to us. I, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't have any fellas that want to get on here because like I said, men we have a, sometimes we tend to be a little bit more tougher, uh, rough exterior. We don't want to say too much. But my question that I was going to ask you, Apostle, is this: What about reverse abuse? What about reverse abuse where the person's not saying anything? For example, what I mean by that is um, there was a time where my wife at so she don't hear me. Um, <laughs> there was a time back, 
No, I'm, I'm going to say it out loud. I'm not, I, you know, uh, uh, she knows I, I like to use her in every message anyway. But there was a time where my wife would tell you, and she probably said on the women's line, but she didn't want to do nothing. You know, she's like, I'm not cooking. I'm not cleaning. I don't want to take care of this kid that, that we just had. I don't want to do nothing. So I would come home from the post office working a night shift, get, be there in the morning. She would just be going to sleep, and I would have to be stuck making breakfast, taking care of Jeremy, and I got to go right back to work that next night. I'm miserable. I'm miserable. And I, that's a line for me. For me, I'm like, okay, woman, when are you going to be a woman? You know? And so what about those people? What do you say to those people who, I guess, in a way, have, have kind of shifted roles, had a role reversal, a man that is now playing the woman's role because the woman really don't want to submit to the man, and so therefore he's feeling like he's being trampled over, but he can't say nothing. Like, what, what do you say to those people? He can say something he chooses not to. <laughs> say that right. <laughs> You said what happened? He can say something. Okay. He chooses not to say that right. It, it ain't that he can't say nothing. He's choosing not to say something. But now, you know, you ask a lot of men. That you, I agree with you, hundred thousand million percent agree with you. But you ask a lot of men, why ain't you saying nothing? You know what they're gonna say? Just take a guess at what you think most men would say if you ask them why you ain't saying nothing. What do you think they're gonna say? Gonna do is argue. All she gonna do is argue. Exactly. We don't want to fight. I don't want to argue with you. That, that takes a toll on a lot of men. We like to, I'm, I'm going to give out all our secrets. We like to say what we want to say, but we don't want to go back and forth. That takes too much energy, <laughs> you know. So uh, you know, a lot of men are just kind of passive and won't say anything no matter what's going on. So anyway, you continue. Say, say what you were saying. Because well, I was getting ready to say, um, man, this is going to sound really harsh. <laughs> Well, let me let me just mute my phone so I don't get offended. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Okay, I got up with this. Um, because I want to say you make her do it, and 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 I don't want to say it. I don't mean it like oh you control her. But see, I think that a lot of times if you stop doing what you do, unless she's just a real nasty, filthy woman, she's gonna clean up. Unless she just don't let her children. She's going to make sure that baby eats. But if I know you're going to do it, all right, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> if I know you're going to come home and handle it, I'm going to keep doing me. But the more you sit back and go, okay, she loves her child. And I'm not, I'm not talking about your situation, but I'm saying in general. Right. She loves her baby. She ain't going to let that baby not eat. Unless unless she's just a really nasty, trifling, ratchet female, she ain't gonna want no dirty house neither. True. So, I believe now <laughs> you ease up and push her into the role she's supposed to be in. Do you think that men get a? Uh, uh, do you think that men, as I know, as men on this line, that just won't say nothing? I'm gonna speak for. Do you think that men? Um, even though, for the most part, society-wise, men are looked at as more of the abusers, um, as the ones that cross that line. Um, yeah. Do you feel? As, do you feel as though? It, okay. Well, why? Why do you feel that? What makes you say that? What examples do you have that makes you understand? Like, okay, yes, that that can happen both ways. I know some men. <laughs> Let me. I know a couple of brothers that went through physical abuse, and they ain't gonna tell nobody because they're a little embarrassed. But oh no, let me back up. I know I know a couple of brothers went through that, but I know one brother, he just would not hit her back. 
And when I tell you she beat him upside his head, she, she got him real, real good. But one day he snapped down on her. And then she wants to call the police. But he never called the police. And you know, to be told, that's right, both of them got um, charged. But I'm saying that to say that there are a lot of men that go through abuse and they never say anything out of embarrassment. So I know from experience from watching dudes do that. And I tell my nieces and I tell my nephews, I tell my nieces all the time. And she said, she grown now, but I had great nieces. And I tell my nieces, don't put your hands on no man. If you don't want him to put his hands on you, you don't put your hands on him. Now, I'm wrong for this part that I said. I'm going to tell you this now. That's not disclaimer talk to you. I know I'm wrong. But (laughs) (laughs) I tell her, if you put your hands on him and he hits you back, don't call me because you did it. You provoked that man to hit you. And now you want to holler, girl, to give your hands to yourself. But I think, you know, when women get that control over a man, it's hard to get that control back. So, yeah, I do know that men go through abuse. Men go through verbal abuse. You know, men go through mental and emotional, same abuse we go through. We don't hear about it because a lot of times men handle things differently than we do. Y'all ain't gonna call the police. She beating on me. Come on now. More, the majority of the time, that's where y'all go cheat at. That's where y'all found another outlet outside of your home. Drinking, drugs, eating, whatever. Outside of your home. Because now you're not happy at home. So now we're back to one of our old shows. You're going through the motions. <laughs> <laughs> and the motions don't lead to, don't lead you nowhere right. But um no. Not at all. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm listening to you, and I, I and I get where you're coming from because it, it, it's true. You ever uh, remember that game, the old game Mortal Kombat? I mean, I know they got new ones out, but you remember Mortal Kombat when it came out? Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Okay, it was a dude on there. His name was uh, uh, Luke Kang. He was a he was a little uh, Asian like Bruce Lee type of dude, and so he mm-hmm. would like fly across and kick you or whatever from like all the way across the screen, and he used to irritate me because my you know my friends would always pick him and just cheat, and so. <laughs> Um, but I'm saying that because, like, my wife now, I love her to death. She is awesome. And and if anybody ever asked me, how do you know that there's a God, I would say, look at her. Look at me. Look at our marriage. Because this should not have happened, you know, where we are. Um, the changes that we've made, the dramatic changes that we've made, you know, you can't tell me that there is no God because the way that we were, it, it was terrible. And this is this is talk shoot, my testimony. Y'all know it. If you've been on Holy of Holies ever before, um, I would leave you in a heartbeat. You ain't have to. You ain't have to abuse me in any shape, way, form, or fashion. You know, I just felt as though, you know, I was like, oh, you know what? When I was younger, I was like, I'm a good-looking brother. I could get anybody. It's, it's okay. I can move from this place to that place. You say the wrong word, you could tell me that water was clear, and even if I know you telling the truth, I'd be like, that's too far. I'm gone. You know. And um, my wife was one of those people who, when she loved, she loved hard. And if you did not love me back, I'm gonna cut you out until you figure out that you need to love me. Like that was my wife. And so, uh, you know, like you said, with the verbal abuse, that was her all day long. Like she, she could fly off the rocker and she could say some things to you that would make you question if you even wanted to be alive anymore. And so I was sitting here even while you were saying that, and I'm like, you know, there was times in my relationship where I wanted to Luke Kane kick her from across the room. Just I was like, I, <laughs> because it's, it's, there's only so, as, as a man, we're, we're clever with each other. 
you know. So, for example, Apostle, if you was a man and you were saying something smart to me, I could probably say something smart back, and we could laugh it off and joke about it. But when, like Sister Ali said, when a woman can have a comeback and you say something to her and she got another comeback and you're like, oh, my goodness, eventually you run out of things to say, and now I'm going to resort to other means of beating you. So if, if it has to be physical, if I got to cheat on you, if I got to do this, one way or another, I got to figure it out because as men, we do have ego, we do have pride, and, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll find another way to, to kind of get back. And it's always the wrong way. It's all, but literally, 99.9% of the time, every time we try to strike back, it's always the wrong way. And I can say that for women as well. Every time we attempt to strike back, it's always the wrong way. So we are, this is like the fastest I want to have ever, but we got 30 minutes. Really, we got 20 minutes because 10-minute mark, we got to give our little, you know, speech. I got a but, question. Okay, go ahead. What changed you? What changed you? What changed her? Where did the change come in at? The change came in when I, I had to finally accept the fact that there were some lines in her life that I've crossed, and I never realized this. I'm, this is me being honest. I never knew that the lines that I was crossing was lines that someone had crossed before in her life. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't reopening wounds. I wasn't uh, creating new wounds, I'm sorry, a new cut. I was reopening ones that were already mm-hmm. old, that were already there. They were old. And so, yes, there were scars on her heart, in her heart, around her, period, Mm -hmm. that never fully got the chance to heal. Why? Because I've never been uh, uh, in a relationship where someone could promote healing in my life or in my emotions, in my mind, in my spirit. Mm -hmm. And so she's went from relationships from abuse to to mental abuse to to verbal abuse, physical abuse. Uh, She done been through it all. And so when she got with me, and I'm sitting here like, you know what, you better shut up or I'll leave you, her only instinct, naturally was to just strike out in, in verbal and just say what she needs to say because, hey, I don't get hurt before this way. You know what I'm saying? So it don't matter. But what changed me was the first and foremost, I'm a, this is me being completely honest, this man right here had to find his way to the altar, which I did, found my way to the altar. And before I could even get my wife to be what I wanted her to be, I had to first realize that I had to fix me. And I went to that altar one day. I was on the right side of that altar. I prayed. I prayed like there was no tomorrow. I didn't say nothing about Sean. I said nothing about my wife, period. I just prayed. And I said, Lord, if you're going to continue to allow me to be this way, just let me walk out this church after I get up off my knees. Let me walk out of here and just get hit by a truck. Kill me now because I'm no good to this woman. I'm no good to myself. I'm no good to this church. I'm no good to you, not as I'm currently constructed. And so I think that's the key to, to – a successful relationship, a successful relationship in your church or anywhere to not even cross on people's guidelines because if you can learn how to get yourself in order, everything else in your life has no choice but to fall in line. But it had to start with me. I couldn't keep pointing the finger at her and saying, I don't care what your line is. You cross mine too. You stupid just like you calling me stupid. You dumb like you calling me dumb. She's saying, you know, I'll forget this, F you, F this. And I'm, I'm, we firing words right back and forth at each other. That did nothing. Nothing. But make us even more angry. We went to bed every night in anger at one another. She would leave, and I, I would be laying there at night like, I really wish that my wife was home with me, you know. And, or I would leave because I'm mad, and she would be like, I can't even believe you left me. What type of man would leave their husband, I mean, leave their wife? And I'm sitting here, and I realize at the end of the day, if I do not get myself in order, if I don't take the beam out of my own eye, I can't even help that woman. I can never change her, you know. So I think that, that's the first step is to go to God about you. 
Stop telling God about everybody else. Go to God about you and get yourself in order. And then once you get yourself fixed, now you can begin to focus on what the problem is in your marriage, in your relationship, in your church, with your children, whatever else it is. Because I can't help you if I don't first receive help. That's just that's me. That's that's just me. <laughs> I mean, what about you? I mean, you've been through those ups and downs. You've been through like sucky relationships, you know, or, or you've been in horrible churches with horrible pastors. Um, you know, what what made you finally say, you know, uh, what made you get out of it? That's the same question back to you. How did you get out? Well, from the aspect of relationship-wise, I had to learn to love me. He's saying that. And then from the aspect of church-wise, I had to look at the fact that I don't see Jesus sitting around snapping off on his people like this. I mean, I know I always tell people when people trip out on me when I say it, Jesus was the most sarcastic person I ain't never met. He he was. But I just didn't believe he was sitting around cussing out his boys or cussing out his disciples or, you know, literally going off on them like that. And I knew that there had to be some different kind of leader. And I done been under some crazy leaders. (laughs) And I just never gave up. You know what I mean? I knew that eventually I would meet somebody with the heart of God. For real, for real. His word says he was going to be passed after his own heart. So he can't lie. So I knew that there had to be somebody out here with his heart. So for me, it just, I just had to keep looking. I had to keep, keep on pushing. keeping on. Huh? I said, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on, baby. Yeah. And then our relationship wise, I finally learned how to love me. You know what I mean? So. For that, I have to keep saying that because I was a female that literally battled with low self-esteem until actually recently. And you really didn't know it unless you knew. But, you know, um, I now can look at the mirror and be like, I'm a beautiful black sister. I'm a beautiful, dark young lady. I used to do that. So now, you know, I love me. I do me. (laughs) And... At this point, that's all that matters. If you want to be with me, go to my daddy. If you don't look like him or sound like him, it ain't nothing you can do for me. And I even understand you all's aspect of him having a good heart and him being a good provider and blah, 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 blah. But as for me and my house, I want more than that. Now, can we be can we be honest? Cause what it, I mean, we, me and you both know you ain't going to find Jesus is not going to walk through your front door. Okay, uh, not as far as, you know, like, hey, you know, look, it's me, you know, me in the flesh again, just want to marry you. Um, that part is not going to happen. But you're going you're gonna to end up finding a man, of course, and he's going to come along, and he's, he's going to have flaws. He's going to have some flaws. I get that. You taught me that, yeah. So are you willing to work through those flaws? That's the question. Are you willing to, are you, are you willing I, I, to work? Gonna, okay. We've had this discussion and called and said, what you want. You said you are. I am. I said you and I have had this discussion. Oh, there you go with that metro. Come on back. Oh, God. Can you hear me now? Well, while we wait. Can you hear me now? We go. Oh, there you go. Good. It ain't rising, but it's metro. We'll take it. Whatever. It's storming here, too, so everything's getting knocked out. But, um, um, because you don't, I'm not in on talk shoot lot on the line anymore, so I can't see the chat because my internet is out. But at any rate, um, it's one of them where 
um, I'm willing to, to, to work through. Yes, I am. But it depends on what the situation is. And I think me and you had that discussion. And that also comes from my past. I can't lie. There's just a certain type of I don't want to have to deal with a certain type of problem no more. I can deal with anything else. But it's a particular problem that if he got that, I love you, but we can just be friends. And okay, no so problem. what you're saying is that there is, even though I can work through some of your issues, there might be something that I'm just like, okay, that right I didn't hear you. Hello? Oh, I'm saying, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. But well, I had to say what you said. But uh, what I'm saying is you like, okay, I can work with a man that got issues, but there are some particular issues that you just like, okay, that right there is a line I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go here. We're going to get, uh, um, I believe this is Sister Allie, right? This looks like, I think it is. <laughs> oh, you're not on here with me. It's just me. Let, 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 let's get her. Let's get her. Let's get her. Go ahead, sis. Apostle Grant, so what do you do after you put your order in right with the Lord of what you want, of what you want, how you want, how you want it, when you want it? He has to be a man after God's own heart. He can't have particular flaws and mistakes. What do you do when, what do you do when there are different mistakes that you say, oh, my Lord, I forgot to pray for this. <laughs> because there now, will be. Now, I'm going on me. I'm talking about me. I'm, look, I'm, I put an Let's order see. in. Mm-hmm. And I got the order. I got the order. But it's a whole lot I left out of my order. <laughs> you didn't ask for the same. Is that what you're trying to say? I, think I was so in to myself, I thought I dotted every A and crossed every T. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I have to laugh because I asked often. I know I asked a thousand times, if not more. Are you sure? <laughs> it's a Pastor Jay, and he aggravated me every time he said, "Yes, I'm sure." <laughs> even when, me. even when he didn't want to be sure, but he knew he had to do what thus said the Lord. But. What do you? What you gonna do? Because he coming. Okay, let let me let me let me put me on front street here. Let Wait, Apostle, real quick. Can I say? Can I just jump in? I know this is between y'all. Just one quick thing. I promise. I'm shut up. But it's funny because when when Sister Allie <laughs> when she got when she got oh my goodness my head uh, when 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 I had first told her the description, the characteristics of her husband. Um, I had told her what this man was going to look like and everything. And so uh, I was rooting for this other dude at first. And I really liked him, and I thought he was a good provider, everything. I was rooting for him. And uh, he let me down. He failed me. And like she said, your horse done lost the race. And so uh, she, she said to me, she said, I need you to meet this man. I said, no, I don't want to meet this man. And she said, I need you to meet him. I said, no, I don't want to meet him. And she said, why? I said, because I'm afraid that if I shake his hand that it's going to be him, that means it's not the one that I want it to be. <laughs> and so uh, when I first seen him, I, I tried to leave because I was outside of her parents' house. Well, and I, I, I held, I, I had, I had, I had. I'm not going to lie. Lord knows I've repented because I lied. I said, I, I got to go. I got to do this. I got to do that. I didn't have nothing to do. But I didn't want to meet him. And so uh, the man gets off the car. I see him. 
I see him through the side mirror. I'm, try, I'm trying not to look at him for real. I see him through the side mirror, and I said, sweet Lord Jesus, this is him. Like, as soon as I saw him, I said, this is this, this man. And so, you know, I shook his hand, and I was like, yeah, nice to meet you. Drove straight off. Just I don't have to talk no more. Damn. So, but it was a true story, true story. And even when she asked me, like, are you sure? I'm like, I am beyond positive. Even though I wanted the other horse to win for a while. This one, this one is it, you know. So, anyway, go ahead, Apostle. I know you're saying it's just you. I had to tell well, that story. Look, go ahead. And, Apostle, look. every time I was trying to explain to him everything that I was asking for was coming from my horse, he was like, no, he was not budging <laughs> off his horse. And I'm telling him, I'm like, I have a problem with this because everything I said, I know you got your horse in where it said, I said, but my horse, I said, it's sad to say, but my horse don't win. And he was like, I don't want to hear it. But I want to know what you going to do. Okay, let, let me say this. Let me, let me bust myself out. It's one of these things where, yeah, you, you put your order in. Yeah, I put my order in. Lord knows I have. Yes, I have. Always. I thought I crossed every C and dotted every I. And I'm coming to realize that there are certain things I can't deal with. There is someone now who I talk to, and they're not perfect, not perfect at all. But I can deal with it. I, can, I don't want to say I can deal with everything else and everything start hitting me, so let me pick my words wisely. <clears throat> I can deal with certain things, but there is just this one, and God knows that. God knows that. There's just this one particular thing that is a straight deal breaker for me. But that also, again, comes from, being married before. Your, okay, okay, let me pause. Your marriage before <laughs> in life, we we put things together in life. And your marriage before in the um, mentally, can I talk how I want to talk first? And I'm not, you know, I ain't, okay. Your marriage before, it was like, I'm doing this because I want to do it. And they True. agree with it. I'm gonna go off mm-hmm. what I know. They, I'm doing this because I want to do it. And in the beginning, we untouchable. And True. it was like, uh, where you, if you rocking, I'm rolling. And so it was mm-hmm. like in the beginning, it was doomed. But because of what man said, you doing what you want to do anyway. So that's what you did. Now <laughs> you did it because. What, hold on, let me pause. Y'all did it. I'm not going to mm-hmm. put this on you because y'all did it because that's what y'all was being bad enough to do at the time. And I'm. it was like a showcase. I'm mm-hmm. doing this. If you, Where are we going today? Where are we going tomorrow? It was mm-hmm. like one of those type of things. And it was a couple with the mm-hmm. two of you. And it mm-hmm. was like, I know what I got. And they was thinking the same thing. They knew what they had. So mm-hmm. it was like... But on the flip side, enough was enough when it came down to you. Because now you are to the point, you're not, you, the Lord going to give you something that you're going to have to work at because of where you come from. How about that? If I could say it like that. You're going to have to work at it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be just that simple. You're going to have to work at it because of where you come from. And now, since I've delivered you, let me fix this. Because I've set you free, your slate is clean, and you're going to have to work at some punchlines is going to come 
some cross wire is going to come where it may mentally give you a rewind, but it's not going to be that, and you're just going to have to work at it for correction, if I could say that, because the wife, which is you, is going to have to sanctify the husband. I can know the Lord and be saved, but I may not have the anointing that you may have. <laughs> so you, so whoever you get, you're going to have to work at, at it, not talk at him, but work at the situation in order to make it better. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely not going to come overnight, and it may not come in the morning either, like joy, but later <laughs> up, further on up the road, as the blues singer said, it'll pan itself out. <laughs> now, you got and my I'm last okay. wishes. I got, I got you. I'm okay with that. I'm just, like I said, it's just, I, I don't mind working through anything else. And I can work through everything else. It's just like I said, you know, I understand. And, and that's something that's funny because Pastor Jay taught me that, you know, you're going to have to work with this person. Whether you get, you have to work through and work with, and I get that. But And for the record, I might not even like them. I just want you to know because you, you just heard Ali. I might not even like them at first. I just want you to know that. But go ahead. You don't like nobody, so I understand that. Anybody... And let me put this out there on Front Street to talk to. Yes, this is my pastor and my brother, but everybody that I bring, he'll even meet them. He hear the name and just don't like them. That, that's oh. not true because if it came, if it's you, now if it's you, Ali Charvet, you know, uh, 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 Shy and Maisha, you know, anybody, any of my sisters that are single, Danielle, any of my sisters that are single, and you guys bring me. Some some low life scumbag dude and just hey this is Edward I don't want to meet Edward because I don't train and I, I know Edward ain't no good so what's the point and I, mean, I don't want to waste my time with Edward you know what I'm saying so but but <laughs> and that's the truth I really am I hope y'all know that I'm really overprotective of my sisters in the Lord I don't want you know you to go out here get married and then some dirtbag done mistreated y'all and y'all oh I loved him I told you not to talk to this man I I told you. You know, so, uh, but but my boy over there with, with Sister Allie, he's a winner. He's a winner, and I can't even fight it. Anyway, go ahead. So I had to throw it out there because you don't threw me under the bus like, he don't like nobody. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, on the real talk, I mean, the real note, on the, on the real. Honestly, I mean, and I'll put it out there because I know people are like, well, what is she talking about she can't deal with? So let me, I don't mind, again, I don't have a problem with my business on Front Street. I had a tendency to meet dudes that battle with homosexuality. Well, they didn't battle with it. They was in it. They were in homosexuality. And and they portrayed like they wanted to be delivered, but that's really not what they wanted. So for me, God, look, he can do anything. I just don't want to deal with a man that's ever been with a man again. Please, can we not have to go through that? Can I get, I don't care about nothing else he's did. I don't care about nothing else we got to work through. Does that particular thing, can that not be in his past? Because that not, has not even knocked on that man's doorstep. So, you know, I don't have a problem putting that out there. That's just me. I don't, that's not something I want about it. And I just believe, I believe, I could be incorrect, <laughs> but I believe that God can honor that and it'll be fair for me. <laughs> you too. You sound like that. That's what she said. I believe the Lord will make. I would believe the Lord will craft it if I if I want it. But you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I prayed like y'all prayed. I really didn't. 
I didn't seek the Lord. I didn't do none of that. Um, I think he already had Sean planned out. And we crossed paths, and like the Bible says, he would find that the wife uh, finds a good thing and obtain a favor from the Lord. That's exactly how that happened. We just ran into each other, accident, you know, and, and here we are. But um, we have the 10-minute mark. This We have the 10-minute mark. Um, you say what happened? We ain't done them in a minute. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> but I'm, I'm mad you just threw me under the bus, too. You don't like nobody. That's not true. So, you know what, uh, 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 Shy and Maisha and all of y'all that's on here, I'm not like, don't listen to her. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not man, like let that. Me, let me be real. He is really not, but I understand why. There was one particular individual, and I'm not going to say his name, but I just thought he was just the epitome of who's going to be my husband. And all pastors they said is, we'll see when you go to Chicago. He said, I don't know if he's the one when you go to Chicago. Got to Chicago, some things went down. <laughs> we, and some of them things went down. I think my pastor got to a place of, oh, okay. And he ain't it, <laughs> you know. And I clearly found out he wasn't it. Then there was another one from my past. And I'm like, okay, pastor, I'm going to give this one to try because, you know, he stuck it out, but it's not. And he was never too thoughtful or excited about that. And then as I heard him teach love, as I heard him really teach about a perfected love, um, someone that I'm talking to now, I began to look for my God in that person. And now I see my God, I see my daddy, I see Yahweh in this person. So, yeah, one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time, not rushing. But... You know, I just, you know, like I, yeah, you, I, no, I'm just saying because you know, uh, we were talking about like land, how far is too far, and I just, I, I knew, you know, you was asking, asking, is it him? Is it him? And I'm like, you know what? I'll tell you the answer. Just go to Chicago. Go take your trip. And uh, my mother, you, my mother liked cats. She's like a cat lady, and so she she likes cats. And uh, you know, cats are, are felines. They always uh, uh, kind of refer, even when you see a male cat, a lion or whatever, you still just by, by definition, mentality-wise, by seeing it, you kind of relate cats to females. And I'm always telling, I, I make a joke with one of my nieces all the time, and I'm always telling her she was, you know, uh, growing up, and I always tell her, I said, always remember, be the cat. And she was like, what do you mean by that? And I said, cats know that once there's some poop in my life, I need to bury it. And so I always tell her, I said, you look, find yourself some kitty litter, and bury all everybody that ain't no good for them. Get rid of them. <laughs> you know, a bunch of scumbags. But anyway, uh, I'm, and if it's men on this line, I'm not saying, and you dating one of these ladies, please don't think like, oh, my God, this dude is like, no, I'm not saying it like that. But if you're going to, if you're going to, I think I told this a minute to Ja'Kayla. I said, if you're going to date somebody or you're going to date one of my sisters who I'm praying for day in and day out, I'm toiling for these people day in and day out. If you're going to date one, please value who you dating. Don't sit here and try to jump in a relationship with her and then be like, oh, all of a sudden she ain't no good for you. You Look here. Then what did you come over here for? Why did you even come here? So get your butt out of here. But let me, let, we got a uh, call in queue. We still got a little bit more time. Let's get them in real quick. All right. Go ahead, sis. Yeah, I just had a comment I wanted to say. Um, it's good to have you, um, Pastor Jay, available um, to be able to come I don't know if uh, Apostle do this, but I know I definitely do it. You know, if I meet somebody, I run the name by Pastor Jay, and if he says, mm, you think oh, I don't? Yes, oh, ma'am. Oh. Yes, I do. Uh, 
So I'd have met a few, and I'd be like, you know, he'd say, well, I feel like he's irrelevant. i said, well, he's definitely irrelevant then, and I won't talk to him because they know you some wasted no more time. So it's definitely good to be able to have that, but also to pray for discernment so that we can know for ourselves because Pastor Jay is not going to always be available to judge these men. We have to be able to have that instinct within ourselves to be able to judge what's best for us. We, of all people, know what's best for us. So I wanted to, you know, add that in. I definitely, anybody that come across my path, I'm going to run the name by Pastor Jay, ask him to pray on it. If he says it's a no-go, then they got to go. Because I don't have no more takeaways. Deuces. I read a few that, you know, didn't make it. So, you know, and I'll be trying to get out of them. I'll be wanting to ask them, you know, where where you live, you know, are we relocating? Do you have any intentions on going back home? You know, he didn't gave me some little key points, but if they're not lining up to what he's already told me, then I don't want to waste my time on these people. There's Definitely. no need. Definitely. It's funny because even what you saying that says, I don't know what, y'all keep thinking I'm tripping. If you all in here that call, please don't hear it. I didn't know what to look for. So, yeah, I was always calling him, is he it? Is he it? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about this? And I let him know because he wouldn't, he would tell me, but he wouldn't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) He would play with me. He would tell me, but he wouldn't tell me. But at the end of the day, as I heard him teach love, as I heard him teach love from a perspective of it's not an emotion, when I heard him really break down love, now I understand how you can meet somebody and, and, and just fall in love. And because I used to think, oh, it's too soon to become a people of somebody, you don't know that person. But when you like he told me, when you met Jesus, you instantly fell in love with him, right? Uh yeah. Then why is it too soon? So it, it's just like I said, um, I now that I know what to look for. Do I still want to buy my pastor? Most definitely. Do he know the man name I'm talking to? Oh, yeah, he knows. And so, but at the end of the day, I am, I know what to look for now. Like I said, I'm, I'm a different person in, in this place. I, I don't, I can't always tell you how different I am, but I'm showing up the same old dumb, naive chick I was a couple months ago. So you know, I got. I want to add this one little part, just so y'all know. I want to make this really, really clear because I think Sister Allie hit it on the head earlier. What the Lord shows me uh, for people may not be necessarily what I would want for you myself. Okay, so uh, I think that was the problem I ran into with Sister Allie. It was like, okay, I knew what the Lord was saying, but I was like, Lord, I hear you, but but that ain't what I what I want for Allie. You know, and so I, I, I was real protective of Allie. I still am. And so, you know, whenever Sister Charvette, you know, dude comes along and, you know, the Lord might be like, he, him, I'm going to be excited, of course, like, that's him, that's him, that's him. But, I mean, I might meet him and be like, Ugh. you know, but, but I'm not going to go back on my own what the Lord said. The Lord said, that's him, that's him, you know, regardless of what I feel or what I might think, because my flesh flares up, too. If we be honest, Apostle, you know, even as, as leaders, you know, we, we are not exempt to the matters of the flesh. And if we don't control ourselves, we'll get in our own flesh and start to say things that ain't got nothing to do with the spirit. And so, (laughs) yes, you know, and so you end up a lot of times hearing me catch myself. Even I know Ali has heard me. I know Charvette has heard me. I know Shaitan, Darren, and yourself, 
Y'all have all heard me say, this is not the Lord. This is me talking, you know, and I clarify that because there are times where I will, you know, say something that's just out of me, and I don't want you guys to think, oh, this man has just said something from the Lord. This is from the Lord. No. Do not put, I don't want to be dragged down to hell for you thinking I said something that I didn't mean. But anyway, we, we down to two minutes, sis. We going into uh, uh, final thingies, or the final, final, final whatever. <laughs> there you go. I, you know, I'm, I'm like final remarks, final comments. Um, we going to let you, we going to start it off. Yeah, I, I'll start it off. I'll start it off. And then we're going we gonna to leave it in your hands, the, the most capable hands of the greatest apostles oh, of your international yeah, ministry. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not, no. No, you are not. I'm going to I'm Because then you can close us out and everything. No, when you close us out, I already know. I opened you close. That was a good try, though. It was a good, my, one of my final remarks is, Apostle, I'm going first. Um, but with with all of the sins, yeah, I should have let you. You know what? You could have just said, send Judah first. I'd have had to let you go. But uh, with, with that being it's too late. I already said it. Um, <laughs> but... With all that being said, y'all, honestly, I, today was a it was a great show. It was a telling show. Um, it was an honest show. It was you can tell that people were passionate about what they were saying about the things that they've gone through. How far is too far for me? Um, how far is how much have I how far have I come? How far have I grown? Um, my final remark is simply this: If you know where you came from, if you know where you came from, I'm not talking about those who just showed up where you are. I'm like, oh wow, I don't even know how I got here. But if you know where you came from. Do not go back. If you know what you used to value yourself as and now you have raised your standards, don't go back. If you find yourself now learning what your lines in the sand are and then you start to lower those lines or those standards to somebody else, you find yourself retreating, going back or regressing uh, back to what you used to be, then you're going to have yourself a problem. So if I leave you with anything, I leave you with this on this night. Accept who you are. Accept how far you've come. Accept what you now desire in your life because the Lord even said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Keep your righteous desires. Be that woman, be that man that the Lord called you to be, and never regress. Never regress, not for anybody. Because the enemy himself, the devil, and even some of your families and friends would love to see you falter, love to see you fail, and love to see you stuck on the side of the road so that they can laugh and point at you. Don't go back down there. Apostle, your hands. <laughs> My final thoughts. I'm going to steal my sister, Sister Allie's words. When I'm done, I'm done. When you utter those words, I'm done, really be done and don't look back. Recognize that there is more for you. <laughs> and don't go back. Um, as always, you know, Know your words. Ladies, know what your words. Men, know your words. You are something, too. So know, we have to know what we're worth. We have to know whose we are, who created us. He didn't create no junk. And I want to say this. Don't go around calling yourself damaged goods because that's not what you are. You're not damaged goods. So if we could say, if I could say anything else, just know your words. Know your words. <laughs> Because knowing your worth will take you a long way, and it'll stop you from settling. And if you ain't heard the sermon on love, you better listen to it. It'll open your eyes, and it'll help you walk in perfected love. With that being said, we appreciate each and every one of you for joining us. Those of you all that's been here from day one, my God, thank you. 
we have some very faithful people that come every Monday. We appreciate you. Um, oh, wait, and we had our first Iowa caller today. I just want to throw that out there. Somebody who, who I don't know who was from Iowa. I did see uh, it, right? They did, go, they did call in, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> yeah, so we had a Cincinnati, Iowa. We going all over. Okay, anyway, I'm done. He's back on you. God. And just so you all know, and then we're going to pray out, but just so you all know, our vision is to take this talk show and then just blow up. One day you all are going to hear us on radio, radio, TV, something. We're just looking. I just want God to be glorified. And I want us to always have a platform where it's not about the preaching, but we're talking. We stop telling you all, if you all have anything, any topics that you want to hear us discuss, Anything, email us at judahisholy at gmail.com. Judahisholy at gmail.com. Any topic that you want us to discuss. Now, when you email them, we'll discuss them. We might not get them in that, you know, that following Monday, but we will get them in. But uh, we are asking that you all help us out and send us your topic. With that being said, let's say anything else before I pray out. Um, just the usual, uh, you know, tomorrow, Wise of Power Online, my wife, uh, Wednesday, Sons of Jacob for the men, uh, I'll be leading that one, Thursday, we got Holy of Holies, we all come together there, uh, Judah, Friday and Saturday, uh, I believe they are and in Sunday. revival this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yes, yes, they're in revival this weekend, uh, Judah Ministries will be in revival, I will be there, uh, <laughs> so they will be at it this weekend, then of course, next Monday, we back on Talk Shoot, um, oh, and we are gearing up towards that little, we're doing that couple show, that relates to that little couple show, and we're going to give away a vacation. We're giving away a giveaway, uh, a getaway, giving away a getaway, um, <laughs> of which, not going to lie, y'all know Judah. I love you guys. I'm a member of Judah, but I sure will be preaching to my members. I said, one of y'all better win. If you don't yeah. win, you are disowned. Like, you know? Judah ain't nobody so, married. Nobody better not talking about they finna win. Ain't nobody married. Well, uh, but they, I mean, they don't, they don't, if they, for example, you know, maybe they just got a cousin. Hey, cousin, you want to go? Let's, let's win this. I, let's go. I better meet this cousin. You know? I ain't having no cousin. Oh, Lord, Apostle Grant. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, no, we, we, we'll be doing that. So. Nobody told me they date nobody, so yeah. Go ahead. Well, I, I, well I'm done. I ain't got nothing to say about that. I do not need you. But, <laughs> um, but with, that, with that being said, we are gearing up towards that, that, that talk shoot. So, be on the lookout for it. We're going to be talking a lot about relationships as we build to it. What we are trying to do is find a way to do this talk shoe, this, this uh, couple's giveaway talk shoe, uh, in a way where people cannot cheat. So we're working on trying to figure out a, a good way to go about it. Uh, but with that being said, that's all I got to say. That's the announcement. Um, Ja'Kayla is playing virtual reality games right now, I believe, and, and that's, just, that's all I got. So, Apostle, it's yours. You can get us out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, women, join us tomorrow. Please join us tomorrow. I think I'm supposed to be ministering tomorrow. Y'all pray for me. Hallelujah. Eternal Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify, worship, and adore you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, Father God, for always being in the midst and being pleased, O oh God, helping us to get a better understanding of life, helping us to better apply your way to our life, Father God. 
God, we ask now, God, that you would just continue to be with us as we leave from this place, oh God. God, as we rest on tonight, God, allow our sleep to be sweet. Those that have things to do, God, just be with them and travel in mercy, oh God. God, I just ask now, God, that you would do it for your glory, Father God. I give you glory, God, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, everybody, God bless you. We are officially done with this live show. We are ending this. Thank you all again for coming out. I might as well unmute everybody, huh? Well, I guess that would be a good that's be a good thing. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.